Our presenting sponsor of this Jacqueline Novak episode is Spindrift. Spindrift is sparkling water with real squeezed fruit that I love. It's hard to get me to like fruit. I'm not a fruit-loving person. I'm a pizza-loving person who drinks sparkling water with squeezed real fruit when Spindrift does it. I don't know what they're doing. There's no added sugars, no artificial sweeteners, but I am obsessed. I drink so much of this. It's in 11 varieties. My favorite is lemon. Go to drinkspindrift.com. Use the promo code. I got my own promo code for Biggs25, and you get 25% off. 25% off. Do it for me. Do it for the show. Do it for working it out. Burbigs 25 to get 25% off Spin Drift. And now the show. All right. Let me uh, put... Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. My coffee's across the room and I'm literally just grabbing it. Okay? Sure, of course. But we're live and, you know, feel free to use this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to use this. This is going to be huge. <laughs> this is going to go... This 10 seconds is going to go viral. Hey, everybody, we are back with another episode of Working It Out, episode 20. I'm so excited. We have Jacqueline Novak, one of the stars of Tip Your Weight Staff, when we were raising money for comedy clubs across the country in the spring. Uh, she is a riot. We are old friends. I'll say nothing more. I have uh, something to plug this week, which is I'm doing a Working It Out virtually. You can watch us from anywhere in the world, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and it's going to be all new material, some stuff you might have heard on here, some maybe elsewhere. If you want to participate in the slow round, I'm going to do it with some of you. Email specificconcerns at burbigs.com and say what your answer would be to a slow round question, and, uh, and, and we may drop you a line. Um, also, I will be uh, announced one last outdoor show, FairfieldComedyClub.com in Connecticut. Uh, so uh, be aware of that. And uh, without further ado, one of the funniest people I have ever encountered, Jacqueline Novak. So this, this episode is going to be different because I, I just occurred to me today... I was like, usually I give I give an intro that's before the guest comes on. I say, you may have seen her, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, I was like, no, no, mm -hmm. we're good friends. Let's have you just mm -hmm. say what what do you like to be known for? Because I know you as a great comedian, oh, a great damn. author, solo show artist who had mm -hmm. a hit show, uh, Get On Your Knees, Off-Broadway. But like, what do you like to think of yourself as? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There will be a ten. There will be a ten minute intermission. <laughs> um, you know, I enjoy the kind of almost crassness of the term comedian, even though I feel like <laughs> recently there's been a, you know, like like you know, there's always that thing like like sometimes people will say like to you like, you know, the thing for me about it's so, it's so interesting about comedians is they're actually very smart. Oh yeah, they're actually very smart. Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline, you've been talking to my mom. <laughs> it's really like it's like it's like um, and they, they always I feel like act like you know it's their insight. Everyone else thinks you guys are fools. 
jesters, you know, jesters, <laughs> yeah, fools, yeah. silly people, silly people. And, and no, it, it, it takes a lot of uh, real smarts. Yeah. And that's what I noticed. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, uh, and of course, like, could you imagine if you <laughs> did that? Like at, at your doctor's <laughs> office, you're like, you know, a lot of people think doctors are fucking assholes, but like, you're nice. Like, you're not, you're okay. Because what is like, I, or even like, what is the cliche? What if you went to the dentist and you go like, you know, I hear a lot of you guys commit suicide, but like, you seem like you're having oh, right. a good mental health situation. Like, what's That's going on with you? hysterical. And that is a thing about dentists, right? Oh, well, it's a cliche, I think. I, and I don't even but know I think if it's, it's statistically true. true. Yeah. I mean, I always lean towards like, let's go with it, you know? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, it's the other statistic that's that just makes me so happy is uh, that you're more likely to become a dentist if your name is Dennis. What? <laughs> that's real, Mike. And it's literally when I maybe we could work maybe we could workshop that today. Sure, yeah, yeah, let's because, get that in there. <laughs> because and I'm not even joking because because I've I've spent the last like you know however long knowing I'm coming on this thing coming up with like how I'm going to explain to you on the on the podcast that I refuse to work out material even just the way you said this thing <laughs> is insulting the way that we're describing comedians as saying like you're actually smart. Oh my God. <laughs> Knowing I was going to come on this thing. This is hysterical. I actually, I think it's because I think that podcast, you know, still has stigma. <laughs> it does. Of course it does. And the word, I mean, uh, it comes from iPod, right? I don't even know. I, I think mean, it does. Show. I think it was like, it was like audio, like audio programming for your iPod. Jacqueline, can I just point out that you're teaching me so much stuff that you kind of know. Well, you know, I couldn't, this is, this is the thing about like myth or whatever, like that one definition <laughs> of myth that I enjoy. Okay. <laughs> that I know I've told you, I, I feel like I can remember telling you like this minimum two times Yeah, and you always like being like half into it, but like, it's like myth is something that never happened, but is always happening. <laughs> okay. It's okay, like, it's like sure. a story on an archetypal level. Right. And so sure. I enjoy repeating kind of urban legend statistics, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. because I think there's like something in them. If they, if they're sticky enough that people have passed them around, it's like, there's some value in them as an idea. They do something in our brain. It's like interesting. So I feel like they're worth talking about, even if they're false, like KFC, the idea that KFC had to change its name to KFC because they're not actually selling chicken. They're so modified. Oh, yes, that, they're that just is like an urban these, legend. I've heard that. Yep. And it's like, it's not true, supposedly. That's, you know, another myth, perhaps. Who knows? Yeah. Not true and yet enjoyable to think about because I feel like it opens up the brain to this really satisfying <laughs> concept. Well, I think like what you're describing and uh, how it ties into the Working It Out uh, show is- Which will be a burden put on you. I will fly free. You will bring it back to the show. Yeah, but I think that yeah. it actually is interesting in terms of like my brother Joe- who is a producer on the podcast, sometimes describes comedy writing as letting your brain go for a walk. And I feel like Ugh, what you're you, just, yeah, it's a good one. And, and I think it's so true. And I think that what you're describing is sort of that, which is to say like, yeah, let's just go yeah. with that. Let's just go with KFC as in chicken <laughs> and see where that lands. Totally. Because, and, and I've, I've, I've opened myself up to this more and more, in this way where I sort of defend, I, I'm like, well, I'm not shutting down the conversation now because this isn't true. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. and like, I feel like we're all safe. Like, like 
it's not dangerous to go on a walk in the brain or it shouldn't be, right? Yeah. No, I get it. I get that. <laughs> yeah, you get it. I'm always well, defending. No, bring me back. I but forget I what the circle, point was. I want to circle back to the idea of like, of like what you're oh, saying yeah. is urban legends can sometimes make for good jokes because you're sort of letting your brain go for a walk. However, and this is where <laughs> I think comedy becomes under this like major current discussion because mm-hmm. sometimes urban legends just are generalizations or they're based on generalizations or stereotypes, in which case they are hurtful. <laughs> you know, like if, if they're <laughs> totally. about a gender or a race or, or sexuality, it's like, well, actually, that's not great for me kind of thing. Yes. Well, you know, I, I've thought a lot about this um, recently and thinking about, I, I've, I've worried at times, okay, that, that, okay, I once read this thing that said something like, um, Comedian is a moralist disguising themselves as a scientist. Okay. Okay. And this one during like deep dives, just trying to like get below the rumors of what makes comedy comedy, you know, like some academic thing that I read. And it was like, and, and so I've always felt like the reason that I can do comedy or the reason that I do, do, that I am doing comedy versus, I don't know, trying to be an academic or something is that I enjoy making points and, with abandon, right? Yeah. Like, and and without, uh, with, with with rigor, you know, rigorous thinking only to my own aims of entertainment, yes. right? Rigorous and irresponsible. Exactly. Exactly. I was worried um, about this, and I said it to Guy Branham for some reason. I'm trying to think what what, what it came about, but I was I was like, you know, I'm worried is that a, is this just a straight up name drop at the top of the show? <laughs> I mean, no, I just want to be clear on no, what just no, happened. No, because I'm, I'm going to quote him. Okay, I'm going to quote him. And there's nothing, I mean, to but hear is a it friend. A full, is it a full name drop? Or is it I mean, what is a name drop, to, Mike, honestly? Is it, what is, 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 is it drop? essential? Is it essential to the story that it's Credit by, where credit's due is what it is. Credit where credit's due. Okay, do. sure, sure, sure. Okay, he's okay, a notionist, okay? Okay, And sure. actually, no, maybe, I, I'm not sure. The, uh, you may have I to cut this, saying, I'm not sure I know. I'm just saying, is his celebrity crucial to the story making sense? It's crucial to my ego. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, no. I've actually realized, Mike. You know, okay. As friends, I I go with. I, I try to go go into true self awareness with you, right? We enjoy this, right? Sure. <laughs> what are the true motivations? So let me let me let me think about that for a second. Here's what it is. I think it's that the end of the guy Brandon story involves essentially a compliment of me. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, so I and, understand the purpose, and therefore. I think his, his celebrity actually heightens the compliment in some way, which is fair because you're the guest yeah. on the podcast. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Well, but but the question I asked him was something like, because um, the realization I had. Okay, okay. Here's what it is. Let me let me. There's like a couple. If things the listeners aren't getting this, finish one of them. If the listeners aren't getting this at this at this point in the podcast, Jacqueline thrives on tangents. Hmm. Well, you know, you're going to die for this. Okay. I, I, I tweeted this assuming it would go huge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which, by the way, this is like, this is a bit you could argue of mine. Okay. It, it, that's lived in the notebooks forever. That like, I can think of a million times in my life where I've said the words, this could be huge. Yes, okay. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. But nothing in my life has ever been huge. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was like, it's like, when does it happen? Like, I've said it so many times. Do you know what I you feel know what like, I mean? well, our, our mutual friend, who we've known forever is John Mulaney. And I feel like you and me and John 
talk a lot. Did you think saying mutual friend lowers the name drop of it? Because like they already know he's your friend. Well, he was on the like the third episode of the show, yeah, so they know enough, him if they enough. listen to the show. But it does actually provide uh, also context for why how you and I are friends. And and I think I might bring him up later because Pete Holmes has a reference to him that is pretty funny that I was going to bring up to you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you and John and I also have this have had this as a discussion point, which is when you imagine a joke that you have oh. written and then you imagine laughter and applause after Wait, it. Do you know that the this is not? I'm not sure if you have it right. Are you ready for this? Sure. The I'm story. Ready. <laughs> the story is that the three of us were talking. I think maybe in a car, like maybe or, you know, or opening for you or something like that. Three of us are talking. You two are talking about how you you hear the la- laughter of the audience in your head when you're okay. writing a joke. Okay. <laughs> and I said, "Oh my god, I never have once." I've oh, never... that's interesting. Fascinating. Yeah, and I was like, your your, Damn. your version of the story is correct. It's and it's rich, right? It's it it's is like, rich. It's, it's really it is rich. rich. It says everything. It says everything about <laughs> about gender and culture and comedy. <laughs> you've I mean, been raised. It... You've been raised by a culture who has told you your jokes that you have not performed on stage are just not that strong. <laughs> No, and 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 I wondered at the time. Okay, is that what I need to be doing? You know, w- will I be better if I'm if I'm imagining the potential for audience laugh? Because it's not like I'm even. I don't think I'm I'm a la- imagining an audience and they're not laughing. I think I'm just sort of not imagining an audience, right? Sure. I think that's what it is. But it was like, oh, if I actively choose to imagine laughter in response. Will that lead me to seek it out and then and thus like like a problem for me, you know, sort of in a tradesman sense with comedy has always been that I don't always remember where the audience laughed. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, it's almost like um someone would be like, You you figured it out, like you figured out the perfect way to do that line. And then like, didn't you notice how they laughed a lot <laughs> when you said it that way? Yeah. And it's like, why didn't you then say it that way the next night, right? And it's like, I think I protectively almost like block out audience laughter, like, during. And so then I almost don't receive the sort of feedback that, like, can lead you towards narrowing down to a final best version of something. I get that. I, I get know. that. I mean, but yeah. to, to get, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got no, off, please. I, I got us off track from the guy Branham. Name drop story. Yeah, Guy Branham and Tangents, I just wanted to say my thing that I thought was going to go huge, okay, which which was this realization I had, like, people, like, I'm a, a lot of my, real, a lot of my, like, bits, essentially, are, like, self-defense, right? So it's, like, it's, like, I stew for years about one of my supposed faults and then think up, like, defi- like uh, defenses for it. So it's, like, one of them is, like, people telling me I go off in tangents, blah, blah, blah. And so I came up with this thing and I charted it and put it on, uh, like, I drew a little picture, a little diagram, which is that I'm not going on tangents, okay? So picture, like, a circle, okay? And the conversation's going around the line of the circle, right? Okay. sure. You picture, like, the tangent coming off the circle, right? Like, like in geometry. Sure. Like, it's that, right? It's not a tangent, bitch, okay? It's a secant, okay? I'm cutting you mm-hmm. <laughs> inside the circle, to where we really need to go anyway. Isn't that huge? That's smart. I like that. Thanks. I think it's hysterical. Maybe we'll draw <laughs> that out for Instagram so people can understand it. <laughs> well, you know, I thought the chart was going to soar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you made it and posted that? Did oh, you, yeah. Did you baby. do the drawing? You did the drawing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I'm trying to find. I'm I'm a little distracted because now I'm trying to find on Instagram the image that you posted. No, it was Twitter, is it, which is even worse because oh, I'm it's barely Twitter. At, it's on Twitter, and like t- to post an image on Twitter is kind of like you're really like you're putting your chips out there. Oh my God! Here it is. I just found it. Okay, I'm gonna read this. <laughs> September twentieth, twenty eighteen, and it's a, and it's a photograph you took of like a a, a, a white sheet of paper lined yes. with a drawing yes. of a secant, and you wrote, "When I take a sh- <laughs> when I take a sharp turn in a conversation, someone will assume I am going off on a tangent and might encourage me to quote get to the point, but actually." They're the fools because I was trying to escort them on a all caps secant. I'm sorry. Which would have gotten us all to the point quicker. Then it's a drawing of a circle with a tangent and a secant. And then the uh, it says start of conversation at this part of the circle. And then it says it, it veers off and says tangent. And the, but then someone wrote at Thinking Monk wrote this should be taught in schools. <laughs> Here's the inside joke that I'm going to try to pull with the podcast. I've never done anything like this before. All right, I'm going to direct the listeners to the tweet, and I'm going to say I'd like all the working it out <laughs> listeners to retweet this, even oh if you don't fully understand it. <laughs> and I want to see if we can get to like 500 retweets. <laughs> So, like, do you do you have a smell that you remember from childhood? Oh yeah, oh the smell of the bookstore, like the smell of um, fresh Babysitters Club books. Oh yeah, sure. From when I was like going to like Wal, I think like Walden Books or whatever, like yeah. the mall bookstores. They got rid of those. <laughs> yeah, but it was like the smell of the of that. I love this. I often, you know, like when you get the cardstock kind of shiny like uh, advertisement things. They're like that smell. You know, the fresh. Yeah. Like co- that's the same smell as like the cover of the new Babysitter's Club paperbacks. Mm, yeah. And that one is just it's just Why do you uh, think why do you so think good. you like the smell so much? Well, I love, you know, the moment before enjoyment, right? So <laughs> Yes, sure. <laughs> Not the enjoyment, but the moment before no. the enjoyment. Right, cuz it's 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 yeah, there's the piece that it's you're about to have the enjoyment, which is just you know, but it's not it's not ending. Whatever, this is a, you know a theme for me, right? But so I think it was it was the smell of the fresh book is the possibility of you know I'm going to take this book home, and it's a new story, but it's one I like. I mean, I know I like this world, and so it's just it's just the is there another episode? Oh my God, there is. <gasps> we thought we were only behind one episode. Yes. Oh my God, we yes. are behind two. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. It's uh, it's a feeling of plenty, you know. Like I, I feel like primarily, it's like it's like you're digging and you you like you like found like a little berry and then like another bush was exposed, you know. And you're just like, oh, I get to you know eat a little longer. Do you, um, do you have a do you have a skill that no one knows about? Maybe stilting and and a little bit of tightrope walking. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Are you joking? Is that a punchline? You know, I went to circus camp for a couple of years, okay, and thrived in the sort of gymnastics element. And I mean, stilt walking is not that hard. You see, um, stilt walking is like those five foot stilts or so I'm, that are made mine of wood, were like just um, like yeah, three feet like, or three feet or something. 
Well, you're like, you're the stilt itself is like whatever, like six and a half feet tall, let's say. My stilts that I had. Yeah, okay? yeah. I did, <laughs> I, I, the, I, did this, I did this stilts at camp before, but I, I probably wasn't as good as you, but but I did. I, I, I would I, walk I, around my house on them. Okay. I would just sort of roll into the kitchen on them. I loved them. You being on had stilts. them? You actually literally had stilts. Yeah, I had, because I was like so into them that it was like, you know, oh my God, that was like, I, similar to the smell, like I almost feel like I can smell the stilts, like they were metal and they were bright blue and, and the feeling of getting those into my own home as like a gift, whatever it was, like, it was like, it was like, it was so exciting. But yeah, I love walking around on stilts and I've often thought, so like, so embarrassing. I think I like pitched that when I was like going on, um, Fallon. The Tonight Show, yeah. Yeah. Like almost like, is there something with these stilts? <laughs> it's like me trying to pitch my stilt skill around town yeah <laughs> and it, everyone's saying like no thanks you know what i no, mean i always get the no thanks when i do talk shows whenever i pitch anything outside the norm <laughs> they're always like no no we're good just tell your story and then we'll be done um the uh i feel like yeah. you you maybe could have stilts in your next show where you where you walk around on stilts because to me that's if you're legitimately good at it and i would say that's for sure are you serious mike yeah i'm, I'm totally serious I mean, I, 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 I mean, yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta think about it. I've also. Well, because it's a, because uh, think about it. I mean, it's like, if you're, if you're indeed very good at it, this, the visual element of that alone (laughs) will be completely satisfying (laughs) for the audience. Right. And then if it serves as a, as a metaphor for the, the narrative, then it'll have some kind of payoff depending on where you put it in the show. And so it's like. Oh. And yeah. so, and of course it's a metaphor because it's like, you're boosting yourself up and you're not actually that tall yeah. and that's not how you walk and you're, you're yeah. it's aspirational. There's like a million different things. It totally. Could be. There's a million things it could symbolize. What couldn't it be? What, what couldn't, couldn't it be? It be? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I see meaning in the stilt journey already. Like I could certainly, if I had to like build the show, um, you know, what's next for Novak? <laughs> okay. Do you have any memorable neighbors from growing up? Oh boy, do I have a story for you. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, this is so the most memorable neighbor experience I ever had was um playing with this girl next door. And um she was doing a game. I was very anxious as a kid about physical danger, you know, like I was mm-hmm. just very aware and thought everyone was sort of fools around me for not recognizing the, you know, how close sure. how thin the veil is between this side and the other. And she was doing this thing where she would, you know, put in the code. <laughs> and by the way, Mike, it's thinner this time of year. Oh, winter. I know. Oh, I know. So she would do this thing where she'd type in the garage code, which would make the garage door lift. She'd grab onto the bottom of the garage and let it, you know, lift her off the ground a couple feet and then jump off, right? Oh, yeah. That's risky. Yeah. And... I was like, I'm just not doing it. Even though, yes, you can let go right away. It's not like you're going to get sucked up into the garage. It's just like, I'm not messing with that. Okay. And she did it a couple times. And, plus, you know, trying to plus, go a little higher and plus, higher. Plus, your brain is going for a walk and imagining you being sucked into the, yes. the, the thing. <laughs> and, you know, my imagination was shortly thereafter rewarded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when she just kept pushing it, wanting to get more air. Right. And literally, she got eaten. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> so she was fine, okay, in the end. But it's the biggest trauma of my life. So so she... She went straight all the way in? 
So her head disappears in there. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like this her shoulders. Good. <laughs> you still know her? <laughs> no, but I'm like, like a celebrity. On this is like a celebrity to me. Oh, I know. You wait, and Jacqueline. I you know the girl who got sucked into the garage <laughs> thing? <laughs> no, and, and, and I mean the fact that this happened to me. I mean, so so. Okay, wait, wait. So, it didn't. Ha- to be clear, it oh didn't happen my to you. God. It did though. It did. <laughs> No, and yet it I believe so it did. Okay? Happen to much, you. No, but are you ready? It did. Okay, because much like Mark Twain. Okay, Mark Twain. I think. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> he of said course. that thing about like not you know the worst things in his life, the worst things that's happened to his life never happened to him or whatever. Of course, it's like, yeah. And feel free, worry and feel free whatever. to compare yourself to Mark Twain. I mean, this is anything, always anything goes. Yeah, I experienced it more than her because she went into primal animal terror. You know, those, sure. Okay, I, probably <laughs> I shrieked, was a witness. Shrieked or shouted. <laughs> so, so I see feet dangling. I yeah. hear blood curdling, as it's called. Okay, screams. Oh my gosh. And and it's like it's like, you know, the loud garage noise and I don't know the code. Oh okay. no. Gosh. Okay. Not that the code could even help me really cuz you know, this I story so gets worse I, and worse. Yeah. So I run into So where is she at this point? Feet dangling, machining noises. Okay, screams. Feet dang. Okay. She's up in the air. She's like 10 feet in the oh, air. Oh, she's in the air. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and so I don't know what to do, but get help. So I run, I bang on the door, you know, into the kitchen, right? In the garage into the kitchen kind of thing. The mother opens the door. I say, you know, protect her name. You know, <laughs> whatever. Janie's stuck in the garage. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Janie's stuck in the garage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Pointing. The mother runs out, and and this is, I think, very funny. Types in the code to bring down the garage. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is bold because who knows what'll happen? It's kind of like you when, you knife, when you knife when you knife right when you knife someone. The yeah. scariest thing is pulling the knife out. <laughs> so if someone exactly. is, is eaten by the garage, perhaps the scariest thing is pulling the person out of the garage's Completely. belly. Completely. Like, are you ready to send them back through the teeth, essentially? Yes. Um, Fearless so that mother. That seemed bold. Fearless. And so anyway, she um, she comes down. She rushes her in. Ben, get ice! <laughs> okay? Ben, get ice. Okay? Yeah. Ben gets ice, the brother. And then they get into the car. No, like, I don't remember visually seeing this or what, but it was like, there was blood. Okay? Yeah. Nose slash face blood, whatever. Okay? Ben get ice, and then they get in the car, zip off to the hospital, and it's like, Ben, walk Jackie home, okay? Okay. <laughs> so then Ben's walking me up the street, and he says, um, you know, Janie's probably going to have to get plastic surgery. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> okay. What? He's like, you know, you know what plastic surgery? I mean, this is five minutes after half. Right, right, so right, right, just really, So nobody knows. Okay? Nobody knows. Okay, he's like. He's like, you know what plastic surgery? Like, you, you know, it's just, that's going to, you know, like, you know what that is? And I'm like, no, not really. Like, whatever. And, and he's like, you ever see Michael Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that would and, be your example in that period of time. This is the 90s, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It was pure. And then walks me up to the house. He stays at our house, like, while they're at the hospital. And then they come back, and they're, like, picking up Ben. And they're like, yeah, like, she has, like, it was just, like, all she had was, like, basically a nosebleed. You know, it looked bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe some, you know, whatever. And then I was really anxious about seeing her at the bus stop, you know? I was mad at her, essentially, for yeah. doing this. Because I thought it was scary and I wasn't participating. And, like, 
mad at, you know, and it was like, I remember like my mom, like, well, you did the exact right thing. You did the absolutely yeah. right thing. You know, like you ran for help, like whatever. And it's, you know, it's that thing for anxious people where the thing happens and it's rewarded. You have a bit about this, right? Yeah. I, I, I One of my first bits in Sleepwalk With Me is is I had a, I had cancer when I was 19. And the, the worst thing that can happen to a hypochondriac is that you get cancer because you're like, see, I told you. Remember when I, I thought I had rickets? I was probably right about that too. There's going to be a lot of changes around here. <laughs> see, brilliant. See, this is something you do so well that I've I that you utilize in both a punchline and a tag. Okay, that I like never remember to do and like need to remember to do. So, and and I'm assuming you don't mind me going like, you know, going into this in an analytical way. Sure. It's like, you're so good at like pulling the phrase that's like a recognizable, like kind of like colloquial phrase to give (laughs) meaning to like the punchline you just said. It's huge. It's really effective. So like there's going to be changes around here applied there, like completely illuminates and delights me so massively there. You know what another one you did is? What? Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think that sometimes, so just to bring people into this, if they don't think in terms of this, is like so much of jokes are like, the setup is the thing that's true. The punchline is the thing that's like the right turn that you don't see coming, but is surprising, is surprising, but inevitable. And often Mm -hmm. that's just what a joke is. I was an altar boy as a kid. And the answer is no, I wasn't. (laughs) I think because they knew I was a talker, you know, and then the tag is like, if you think he's this bad at lighting candles, that's the tag. (laughs) But that's like an example of like setup punch. And then a lot of times tags are like the lines that are after that that build out the metaphor of the whole thing. Yeah. It's like... Um, well, the like, classic, I, can I just... I know I've... We've yeah, like of course. Tried, Jump in. I've yeah, said yeah. this before, but the classic, you know, because you always have encouraged me like to add tags. I feel like you're huge on like seeing where comedians are. I'm just... I'm obsessed, with, ta- I'm obsessed with tags. Yeah, I'm obsessed yeah, with tags. Yeah, and le- you, you, you've said to me like you're leaving money on the table. That's how you refer to it. By not having tags or leaving money on the table. You always said like you've done the hard work. You did the really hard work, which was the original swerve from, you know, the setup to the punchline. That's the hardest part, right? And And then the tags in theory are easy. And the tag oftentimes, and we talk about this on the show sometimes, but it's like, is the tag is what allows people who didn't get the punchline, it gives them time to enter the metaphor with the rest of the audience. Yes. It's not, uh, it's not the punchline as, as one brief, like sliver appears that you can slip through once. And if you're, no, that's huge. And, um, but then every now and then, every now and then, like in your show and get on your knees, like a lot of times you'll have, you'll have tags where I'm like, you were saying this about the the cancer joke. He's like, you're enjoying the tags in some ways more than the punchline, which is my experience of jokes a lot of times too. Totally. And, and, you know, it's actually comforting to hear you say that the tag can be like another way into the punchline for those who the first one didn't get in. Cause I feel like, um, the way sometimes that my, like, like my punchline or the place where you're going to laugh, like almost does require this spread of tags that are like, I have to give you seven different ways into the idea. And sometimes like the plethora of them all together, you know, like points you in the direction of what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. like this, And that's like, you know, theoretically that is like 
that's the opposite of a punchline, right? A punchline is supposed to punch like <laughs> with a sudden revelation of, of the meaning. And I like do this thing sometimes where I'm like, sorry, guys, it's going to take a minute for, for you to get your way around. Like I have to circle, right? It's like, yeah. but I do it, you know, quick enough. Yeah. That's the yeah. charm of what you do. Yeah. And it's like, but the tag thing. So, so the thing I was going to say that was so illuminating to me and why you're like, you're leaving money on the table. It's like, and Chris, you know, does this, my boyfriend does this as well, where it's like, we feel the satisfaction usually at the initial punchline. And so like writing the tags almost feels like just like, well, we already, you already did the thing, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. It's, like over. It, it, it's over. It's, yeah, it's over. It's like, I figured I, I cracked the code. Sure. You know, now why am I running the code over and over again for right. you? Right. And like what you said originally, the metaphor that I loved was like a joke, you know, a joke, you have your setup, you're on earth. Right. And, um, and then the punchline takes you to a new planet, Mars, you know, the, the punchline, the joke itself the, the core joke is a rocket ship that takes you to a new planet. You're doing the hard work. You're building the rocket ship of this joke. You're taking them to a new planet. It's time to show them the wildlife. Yeah. Show them the vegetation. Show them the water. Yeah. Show them the wildlife. Take them around. Yeah. Yeah, because you're already there. Drive the car around. <laughs> Stepping away from my conversation with the great Jacqueline Novak to send a shout out to one of our sponsors, Neon Film. So Neon Film is one of my favorite film companies. Last year, they had Parasite. Uh, they had Honeyland. These are movies that I'm obsessed with. The movie that they have out right now is called Totally Under Control. It is a documentary film about the response to COVID by the, the U.S. government. It is shocking, but it is essential. It is a really important film. It's a beautifully made film. It's extraordinary. It's on Apple TV and Amazon. It was filmed in secret for the last five months. It's actually the kind of thing that you should consider uh, sending to your uncle or your aunt or your grandparents or your parents because I really think it's got a really important message, especially as we go in to the election. Again, it's called Totally Under Control, Neon Films. And now, back to the show. Can I start a bit? Totally. Um, I took an Uber last year, and my driver hit a lady. Uh, but it's funny, <laughs> because she lived, she was walking, we were in a car, and she was crossing <laughs> the street, and he hit her. And, and the first thing I thought was, one star. I mean, I do not condone this <laughs> level of driving. But the driver immediately looked back at me and goes... You saw that wasn't my fault, right? No. And yeah, and I and I and I didn't even half nod. <laughs> I, I, I I quarter nodded. Like when you're at the dentist oh and he goes, God. tilt your head just an inch. That's how willing I was to be this man's alibi. And That's um hysterical. I was actually on the phone when it happened, and hitting a lady with your car is the <laughs> ultimate I have to call you back. <laughs> Um, no, no one's going to be like, wait, one more thing. I'm thinking of getting frosted tips. <laughs> By the way, that's, that's a good example of set up punch tag. It's like, I, I think the punchline actually is, I have to call is the ultimate. Yes. I have to call you back. Yes. And then the tag is frosted tips, which is sort of like, yes. take it, it's take it or leave it. Um, but anyway. Well, the, and replaceable potentially, right? Like a tag. Yeah, it could be anything. Sub in, sub it, could be, it could literally be anything. Like, that's exactly someone would after the show, right? Like, comedians like comedians will offer tags, you know, like, to each other because there's an understanding that it's not the essential joke, right? It's yeah. like, it's not, like, 
they're trying to get in and 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 mess with the thing that was like that was like the hard work you did. Like I always think of it as like you know because I often like talk about like notions and and when I don't want to call something a joke like because I'm like I don't know if it's really passing the joke test. I'm like but it's a notion. It's sure. like the hard work of it is like is the in, like is that initial insight. It's just I don't know. Just like intrigued by it. Anyway, go on. So um, <laughs> so he wanted me to be the al- alibi. Um, but I was thinking about like, I wasn't sure if it was his fault or not, you know, like, cause the walker and he, and the, the <laughs> walker and the driver both sort of had the right of way. Cause it was like the walker had like the blinking man <laughs> signal, oh, damn. you know? And then I was like, I was thinking about the city planner who created that intersection that was like from the road onto the Brooklyn bridge. And it's like. He's like, all right, so we're going to have the walking man. That means you can walk. And then the hand, and that means don't walk. And then blinking man means nobody knows. And that's that's what it is, is blinking man. The older I get, the more I realize that all of life is just blinking man. Like some like someone might Damn. die all the time. Like blinking man is, is your life flashing mm. before your eyes, literally. And... Genius. Blink, <laughs> Blinking Man. Sorry, it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> um, Blinking Man's cousin is Burning Man. Uh, Blinking Man oh. is like, maybe someday I could have a festival in the desert like my cousin with a bunch of pedestrians in suits walking to <laughs> Panera. No, Mike. Yeah, it's silly. See, and then, uh, no, I, hold yeah, on. Go on. Can I get to the, I'll, this is three bits, three bits bunched together and then we'll break apart the whole thing. Is that thank you, good? thank you. It's all of about course. death ultimately. I get excited, yeah. All right. Um, but I feel like New York, and you you've, you lived in New York for many years, like New York is wild. Like it feels <laughs> dangerous. Like I remember one time I saw a guy riding a bike and smoking a cigarette at the same time. And I just thought, that is living. <laughs> and then I was thinking about living. And I was like, living <laughs> is just doing anything where you'll probably die, but then you live. Like, Oh, wow. And, and I think the key is that there's no G at the end of living. Because the, the no G is what makes it dangerous. For some reason, it's the lack of G that creates risk. Like, that guy's living. You know, she's eating. He's drinking. That Uber mm. driver's driving. And to mm. be clear, right now, I'm joking. No, my So stupid. I mean, honestly, that it crosses, no, not, it crosses the yeah. line into stupidity. But I think that's the bunch. I enjoy that's when the you bunch. cross the line into stupidity. So I think it, it goes Uber. Okay, sorry. It goes Uber to yeah. blinking man. To live in those are that's the if the set list had three bullet points, yes. that's what it would be. So we can break those apart. So I just want to drop in right now on um, the blinking guy for a second. I'm like, wait, let me stay inside the metaphor a little bit. Sure, it's like that's my favorite thing to do is like walk around inside the metaphor. Sure, and see what 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 lines up, right? So it's like the thing that I was thinking. I was like, okay, first of all, because I was like, wait, what is the blinking man in truth? I was like, and I, like, or what is its intent, right? And I feel like the blinking man's intent originally by that guy, just not being amusing, just like getting into it, is well, what happens? Like, it has to change, and there's people already out there, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Do you, can I mean, you describe that? Again? Wait, so blinking the the blinking sign comes on as yeah. a warning that the hand is coming, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right, and so the blinking man is a signal to if you're if you're on the crosswalk still. I mean, if you're on the sidewalk still, the blinking man is. Hey, you might want you know you might want to hold off, right? Yeah, because it's not we're we're no longer in we're no longer in walk. We're headed towards not walk. And then the blinking man to someone in the street is you might want to hurry it up because it's over soon. No, no, and right? actually, my brother Joe pointed out that 
the new tweak on that sign mm-hmm. is the is the countdown timer, which basically means yes. in this many seconds you will die. Right. 20, 19, 18, you're going to die. You know, like, <laughs> like that, right. which like, is, is probably it, worth including as well. Is it any better? Well, it's like, it's like the, the, no, no, it is worth working in. It's like, it's, and this is the thing where it's like, where do you leave? Like, where do you stop with the metaphor? Like sometimes like, like you keep going and then you find where it no longer fits. Right. Agreed. And so it's like, it's like, so I just like, I'm walking through it. So I'm like, so if you're like, for you, the walking man is the truth of life. Right? The blinking man, the blinking man. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the blinking or, man. Or by the way, or by the way, Mabel Lewis, yeah. who works on this show pointed out. Yeah. She always thinks of it as the blinking hand, which I there both of them exist. I looked this up. The they blinking do, man, really? the blinking man, and the blinking hand are both signals of caution. Essentially, that's so interesting. I can't picture the blinking hand. One is walk. If that's one city is walk. Based. One is walk. One is don't walk. The third one is uh, be careful, basically. But it. But in my joke, it's like nobody knows. No, and the nobody knows is. Like, yeah, is the joke, right? Because it's the leap. Yeah, 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 I think Right, so. as you're explaining, and I'm going back for a second to like, wait, what is it? It's like, <laughs> so what are you between? Also, I'm just thinking if life, if, 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 if life is like, is existence before the blinking man, essentially, right? Yeah. In the shadow of the blinking man or sure, whatever. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, what's one side of the street and what's the other? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so well, like, well the, the one side of the street right. is your present and the other side of the street is your future or one's your past and or, one's your future. Right. And, or, then, and then in the middle right. of the road is the present, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, one thing, the other thing about, like you're saying like the character is the city planner kind of thing who who basically mm-hmm. decided at a certain point, like we're going to lose some people. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's huge. Do you think that's huge? Like, yeah, I mean, that sentence, like, yes. Look, okay? anyway, he's like, he's like, look, I'm just a pragmatist. We're going to lose some people. That's but, huge. But, but all we're trying to do is lose the least amount of people as possible. I think we do Blinking Man. This is the same conversation. Okay. <laughs> okay, I love it so much. And by the way, I love when you, like, like embody those characters. Again, that's when you do that thing with colloquial expressions. It's always like so funny to me because for some reason it reveals a part of you that's almost surprising. Like it's a little different than your just like primary persona because it almost it always reveals to me like that you're listening. Like it's almost like a weird business side of you or something. Okay, it's like it's like suddenly I can drop you into like a scenario where you're saying that. I don't know. It's huge. It's no, huge no, I understand anyway. what you're saying. You the same thing is when true you, when yeah. I watch you perform is when you go into a voice, it's a tell. <laughs> that that voice existed somewhere in your past. Oh, oh my God. Yes, Mike. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, it's like, right, 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 and it's a, um, And it's a, a tell in a good way. It's a tell in a good way. No, you're re- right. You're revealing a part of yourself. You know, it's like, I think it's yes. Jodie Foster years ago was like very private about her personal life. And she yes. said, if you want to know about my personal life, just watch my movies. It's all in Brilliant. the it's all in the character Brilliant. somewhere. You know, oh, that's I love that. that's that's that'll tell you more about me than what I'm than than what I'd say in an interview. Right. Oh, that's good. That's a good line. It's like it's like, yeah, I'm putting it all out there for you, like people. Like it's like I gave it. But, I, it's, like, but it's a I, very satisfying like inversion that I do think is true. But I appreciate um, the note that like that embodying the the city architect is helpful for you in terms of like sort of getting there comedically. No, it's huge. And and also um you saying we're gonna lose some people. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna lose some it's, people. It's really funny because it's it's 
I never think from that perspective, and I feel like, hey, look, I look, look, we're gonna lose some people. <laughs> like he's that, no, no, like he's it's that just guy. Like deterrent. I <laughs> know, <laughs> you know what I almost look. Think I don't know what to tell you. We're gonna it's, lose some people, so we're gonna have the walk. <laughs> you got the don't walk, and then you got the blinking man. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can never decide if it, if it's funnier. Okay. Like, because you hear that guy and that character becomes enriched and it's funny. But then I'm like, but then there's something also about almost just the Mike Birbiglia version of no, that no, guy. No, 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 right, right, right. That's it, really funny too. Giving like, it laughs, like almost giving it laughs. You, yeah, that you just being like, um, like, because it sounds like you. Well, yeah, you know what my director, it, my director, Seth Barish, who works on the show too, always says whenever he coaches me to do a part in a movie or, or, or TV or audition for something, if it has an accent, like if it has like an Irish accent, yeah. He'll always, I'll do it, and it'll be like, the, you know, like, <laughs> so I was driving in an Uber, and I hit a little and, and he'll be like, so do that, but oh like a tenth of that. <laughs> That's and I'll, incredible. And then, I'll be, and then I'll be like, I was in an Uber, and I hit a lady, and, it, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's more like that. It's more like that. Well, it's like, it's like when you hear, like, I find it so hard to do, like, accents and stuff without, like, I'd have to go into deep training because it's like you're really playing the accent. Like, your motivation is is the accent. Well, that's, you know, I think that's the danger. That's the danger. And, and we, we all know actors who are, like, a little too much accent, a little not enough acting. <laughs> like it, the it accent, the accent is the character. No, the, yeah, and the accent is, like, like, the motivation is, like, like, you feel them, like, like, like literally their motivation is to like lean into the R. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what's pouring out of their soul. It's like, it's like the hash of which they're leaning into the R. It's like, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> By the way, you know, like I will like buy a book on acting and read it on the way to an audition. Literally. Like, I love like, acting. So I, can I love quickly acting learn, As I can quickly learn in the, in the thing. Well, said. Like, by the way, said the best acting book I've ever read is Seth Barish's book. Yeah? Yeah, it's phenomenal. If, oh people, if people want God. a good acting book, it's like, you know, people, very well-known actors swear by this book. Tony Hale, Anne Hathaway, like many others. Ugh. Like Paul Giamatti. Like, real, like oh, he, it's damn. really great. It's really great. I'll send it to you. You know, I think it's sort of funny because I've been thinking a lot about working it out and I know that you love to bounce bits. And I've almost realized that I, like, don't like bouncing bits myself. Like, like I think it's almost... Um, the same danger as the imagining the laughter, like, like whatever. I just, I was like thinking almost it would be funny if I were saying like, I'm not bouncing, I'm not bouncing a bit. I I only, as you know, Mike, I only agreed to come on this podcast if I could just bounce like, you know, your bits off me. I've, I've come to realize like (laughs) my, my act is um, blinking man enough. Okay. It's fragile enough. (laughs) I don't love bouncing bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Despite it being a classic sort of stand up, you know. Yeah. Hey, can I run something by you? Okay. And then you and you're huge on it. Like by the you, way, that's a good that's a good character for you. <laughs> <laughs> you you just heard in my voice yes, me I in did. a club somewhere. Yes, I did. Like, you you saw a scene of me receiving it. And that's like so funny because it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's like, hey, I run something by you. And I realized I was I was trying to figure this out in a long car drive with Chris. Like I was like, why don't I like bouncing bits? And I was like, because I think what it is is my quote half baked bit is shows no promise almost. Right. Okay. They inherently show no promise, but 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 the fact that they show no promise is actually a sign that I'm onto something. Okay. Because 
my favorite bits or the things that I really drawn to doing are when I sort of like catch a glimpse, almost like a mystical sure. <laughs> like glimpse of the way that something is, but the fact that it's absurd. No, I understand. That makes perfect sense to me. And have you ever said a bit, and I feel like maybe this isn't the case for you because you are effective with this. I feel like I'll say, if I try to say a piece of the bit while it's still in the kind of wave versus particle, okay, it's still realm realm of the cloud of possibility. Sure, sure, sure. The other person reflects something back to you. They collapse it down 100%, to 100%. something specific. And, and I've learned to be able to go back to the cloud of possibility from that, but it can be like the optical illusion, the gestalt or whatever, where now you see the bunny and you can't see the fish anymore. So you have something potentially, usually better, okay? Because I yeah. come at you with something very not there, but it's because I have like like a little perception out of the corner of my eye of something I want to get to. You know, someone serves back to me something inarguably better because it's ready to go. And now there's a simulacrum of something that is too close, like too too close to the the thing I can't quite see yeah. yet, and it blocks it out. I 100% get that, and I, under I understand that about also your style and your process. Like it's totally baked in. Can I run two bits by you really quickly and then we'll go Please. to the working it out for a cause? Please. So it's amazing how much we transform uh, from, from about fourth grade until eighth grade. <laughs> like I have this memory <laughs> of being at recess at St. Mary's School in fourth grade. And, and this girl in my class, Maria Bononi, was like ringing the <laughs> bell for recess, like the hand bell, you know? And I thought, that's cool. She gets to ring that bell. It'd be amazing oh to ring God. a bell like that. And then in eighth grade, Maria Bononi had sex. Oh, and wow. I thought, wow, she's come a long way. I still haven't rung the bell. No. Oh, wow. God damn, Mike. It's devastating. It's just two memories merged together. It's actually a lot like the slow round as a joke because it's like two slow round memories merged together to form the punchline. The punchline being, I still haven't rung the bell. <laughs> well, no, no. First of all, I love this method, okay? Because I feel like if you pluck any two memories inherently, okay, out of like, out of your semi-conscious, you know, whatever, it's like there is some thread. And like, yes. by putting them together, like, a constellation must form between them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's it's a great point. It's bound to be a piece of information or a notion you hadn't thought of. So it's like, I hear those two things and the brain is like, what is that? And it's like, oh shit. And it's like, okay, well, on one level, just the sheer horror of others, you know, the, the realization of of being not only behind, but at a at a clip <laughs> where you are not catching up. You know what yes, I mean? Like, yes, yes, Where there is no way catching behind, up. Way behind, way behind. And 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 recognizing like what, you know it that is a like just deep and profound kind of like. I'm horror. excited about that. You know, actually, process wise, it's a uh, it was a good piece of process because I was I was merging the memories today. Yeah, and I told Seth the part about like, oh, you know, like <laughs> she had sex, you know, and I thought, wow, mm -hmm. like she's come a long way. And then uh, and then Seth just goes his only note for this, and it was a great note. Mm -hmm. He just goes. I like that. Uh, just maybe like something else. <laughs> like literally, that's the only note. Maybe just like something else. And then I'm that's like, so funny. And then I'm like, I still haven't rung the bell. And he oh, was, wow. and it was just like immediately. Like, I was is. like, oh yeah, that's the joke. That's actually literally why we're here in the damn first place. Yes, and I have even a add on there, please, which is please, or a cut even. I almost think she comes a long way is a distraction. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe it's too much. 
because thought, it's almost wow, like I still haven't rung like the bell. Weird, that's right. That's that's like clean. It actually potentially tips the hand to where the joke is right. going. And it almost feels like, and maybe this, you know, this is just another thing, but it's like a little bit, you know, you commenting on like the sexuality of, of like, or like the fastness of, you the know. Girl it, in my it, class it, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it distracts almost a little bit. Okay, and then I have one more. And it's more. less about her coming a long way. I think yeah, that's yeah. great. That's okay. a great note. I struck that. I literally, yeah. in my document, yeah. this is sort of how we work. I'm a- stru- I struck, she's come a long way, and then I put it in red, so I make a note for myself. When you can fix something or, like, unleash it through a mere strike through, God, is that a good feeling. Oh, it's euphoric. Oh, it's euphoric. Okay, the last joke I have is, yeah. <laughs> nothing is as it seems in the pandemic. Like, I talked to my friend a few weeks ago. And he was like, I'm having a good pandemic. I'm getting a lot done. And a week later, oh, wow. he was like, we're getting divorced. <laughs> and a week after that, he was like, I murdered my mother for reasons you do not need to understand at this time. But I have citizenship in Ireland. I leave in the morning. But I will still be at our Zoom pottery class on Tuesday. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've, I've rented an Airbnb in Dingle. There's no breakfast, but great Wi-Fi. <laughs> See, that's interesting because you are able to tangent enough into a place where then you're like filling in the scenery. And it's well, really it's Well, really it was funny because in process-wise today, that was something I, I bounced off my brother Joe. And the first version of it was okay. nothing is as it seems. I talked to my friend and I was like, I'm having a good pandemic. I'm getting a lot done. A week later, he was like, we're getting divorced. A week after that, he was like, I ate my grandmother. And, <laughs> and there was something about it that was like, it's funny. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> like I ate my But you're not grand. going hard enough. But you're it's not like, going hard well, enough. Well, no, you know what it is? It's like it's like I, I've been doing a couple outdoor shows lately, and actually I, th- I think I've yeah. a, a couple more uh, coming up and, and then yeah. we're done for the winter. But um it's this, it's it's uh it's having a good pandemic, getting a lot done, week later we're getting divorced, laugh, and then a week mm-hmm. later, like I I mm. uh I ate my grandmother and it's laugh, but it's laugh down by 20% from the previous laugh. And so as a result, you have to cut it. This is the this is the balance of the diminishing returns of tags, right? And the danger of the tags. Sorry about this, Chris. I was meant to say this earlier, but it's like, he's like, you just got to be careful you don't get greedy. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> like where the, tab, Can't get where the, greedy ta- with the tag tips over into gravity. Because I'm like, yeah, but you don't want to leave money on the table. Mike says you don't want to leave money on the table. And he's like, what did he say? He said, leave a little money on the table. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Nice. So, it's a tip. I love that. Good tip. Um, <laughs> leave some money on the table. By the way, Chris Laker is a wonderful comic, and people should check him out. He's so good. Um, yeah, he's working on his show. It'll be really, um, yeah. Um, We're having a good time. Good pandemic. Really productive. <laughs> I'm having a great <laughs> pandemic. Chris is having a great pandemic. He's getting a lot done. We're getting divorced. Uh, I've murdered my mother. I'll be in Dingle. Okay, so the final thing is working it out for a cause. Is there a nonprofit you know of that's doing a good job right now that you want to shine a light on and I will contribute to them? Yeah, so this is, I found this via Rachel Cargill. This is her foundation, Loveland Foundation Therapy Fund. I'm just going to read you how they describe it because sure. I think it's like really clear. Um, uh, let's see. We're aiming to raise $600,000 in order to offer over 5,000 hours of free therapy sessions for black women and girls to go to therapy. And they're, they're talking about the cost of therapy and that 
even with insurance, the prevalent and ingrained stigma surrounding mental health in many communities, and the fact that the vast majority of therapists in this country are white, yeah. it is often difficult for black women and girls to access therapy when they need it. That's, so, that's such a smart idea for a nonprofit. It's, yeah, it's major. And I feel like, you know, obviously I've talked about like depression and, and stuff like that in my book. And so You're, I'm yes, yes. into this um, big time. And um, so that's, yeah, that's, it's the therapy fund within the Loveland Foundation. They're doing a lot of stuff. And Rachel Cargill's Instagram is like an amazing uh, follow. If That is, if, uh, I am yeah. really excited to learn more about that organization. Yeah. I think that's phenomenal. And uh, yeah. so I'll contribute. I'll link in the amazing. show notes. Jacqueline, uh, thanks for being my friend and, uh, you too, Mike. All it's always years, such a pleasure. It's the best. I hope it's we so can fun. go on tour together again someday sooner than later. And, uh, yes. and I can't wait for get on your knees to be as comedy special people can see. Yeah. And I can't yeah. wait for your next book and your next show because everything you do, I think is, is such a, such a damn joy. Oh, thanks Mike. I, uh, Yeah. I love coming. I love coming on the uh, working it out. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna demand you return. Oh, I think so you might fun. be the first repeat guest. Oh, that would be huge for me because you know I, I I go long. Okay. Oh, I, I know. I go long. I know. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. And I'll coax next time. I'll coax some bits out of you, even though you're yeah, anti. No. <laughs> you're even though you're an anti-bit sharing policy. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and also, I think you being on stilts is great. And I think yes. that the garage story is going to be phenomenal yes. long term. Uh, you worked it out a little bit for me anyway. So, all right. I'll see you next time, in. Jack. All right. Take care. Working it out because it's not done. We're working it out because there's no. That's another episode of Working It Out. Jacqueline Novak. Wow. She is a f- such a fascinating person. Uh, look out for for what will be her forthcoming comedy special. Get on your knees. Follow her on Instagram at Jack Nove on Twitter, uh, Jacqueline Novak. Our producers of Working It Out are myself, along with Peter Salomon and Joseph Berbiglia. Consulting producer Seth Barish. Sound mix by Kate Belinsky. Assistant editor Mabel Lewis. Thanks to my consigliere, Mike Berkowitz, as well as Marissa Hurwitz. Special thanks to Jack Antonoff for our music. As always, a special thanks to my wife, Jay Hopestein. Our new book, the new one, is at your local bookstore, which you should support your local bookstores. Let's keep these bookstores alive. You can get a curbside, or you can get a signed copy on the Burbigs.com merch site. As always, a special thanks to my daughter, Una, who created this radio fort. Once again, go to drinkspindrift.com. Use the promo code for Biggs25. And uh, in the film, Totally Under Control, uh, which is on Apple and Amazon, that is a must-see film. Thanks most of all to you who have listened. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies to vote early. Really, almost everywhere you can vote early. And in the meantime, we're working it out.